That's my bro, my family frozen trees When it comes to money, I they concentrate Make I tell you straight, you are not my mate If you become a shall not be head of state But my people then go say, I know one buy I know one die, I know one buy me I want enjoy, I want chop life I want buy motor, I want build house I still want to know Tell me, tell me, my nigga, what's it come? Uh, G-Wagon, all the bend Take your jam, ride the whip, I know it Die for nothing, my nigga. What's it gon' be? G wagon, all depending. They get it, ride the whip. I know feet. Die for nothing. Welcome to Real Life with Femi Ibiwoye. My guest today is MC Olaolua Bella. Bella is a very well-known MC, entertainer, and education professional. 
who has trademarked his name and services into a widely recognized brand in the UK amongst the African community and generally everywhere in the home counties where Africans are present. Now, don't mistake me. Um, this is not a mean feat to actually create from the ground up a brand in the community. Olabella provides services for all ages. He specializes in vibrant, creativity-infused, imaginative and memorable events. The customer satisfaction feedback on his portals and social media handles is overwhelmingly positive and he attributes some of his successes to focus, commitment and an unrelenting push for excellence in all his undertakings and projects. Olabella or Olaoluabella is a resident of Thorok and is happily married with children. Olabella, wow. it is a privilege to have you on this episode of Real Life with Femi Ibiwayo. You know what, uh, it's a great pleasure to be here. I'm so humbled, I'm so, so humbled to be here. Uh, you guys are doing a great thing and um, honestly, this is just a great opportunity for me to voice my heart out to the world. So thank you for having me. Thank you, Ola. Ola Bella, please tell my audience about your early life. Where did you grow up and what was your life like, like a child and teenager? Wow. Okay. Um, I gotta say, I'm a mushing boy. I grew up on the streets. You know, I, I. Uh, is mushing like a tribe or? Oh, okay. Uh, for those who don't know, mushing is is a main land area in of Lagos, and um, we, um, it's known for the grassroots upbringing, where you know, if you have nothing you make something out of nothing and survive and then you just thrive, you know. So Mushing is 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 is, is a place where um, people I think they, they say it's local, but I mean it's I don't believe it's local. I believe it's like the grassroots become great. You are very popular guy from Mushi. Are there any yeah. other famous um Mushiites? Oh yeah we should know about Where's that good thing you want to let? Please trust. That's a breakup for us. You know. What is that? <laughs> so we have we have great people like uh, Akinshola. We've got a business of Bay that, and uh, even Sonia. They came from from Machine. You know all those great Sonia people. Sonia, okay. Yeah, they they grow from the, from the mainland and um, yeah, great people. Are, even some of the new uh, popular artists. Uh, born from there, but beyond that, um, I mean, I, 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 like I said, I grew up on the streets, but I was um, very, very active in um, in the community. So I joined the militia corps at a very young age, called the Man of War. Uh, Before you get there, we want to know about your family, your family life. Sure. Yeah. Tell us about your family. Okay. Um, I was born into a family of four. I'm like the, um, the the third born uh, of three boys and a girl. That's my my sister is the first born, and um, my, my youngest brother 
food for last born. Everyone is based here. My sister is based in the U.S. I see. So, <clears throat> what schools did you go to? Yeah. Okay. Because we want to know where you got this entertainment um, inspiration, where you got the skills, the creativity, what the influences were, all of that stuff. We're really interested in seeing whether it's in your background or it's something you found in later life. Good question. I mean, I, I like I said, I, I'm a mushy boy. I went to a public school. I went to a school called New City High School. Uh, it was a state school. But uh, was it a Jack on Day school? It was a Jack on Day school. Didn't pay anything. <laughs> Excellent. So I mean, we were barely thought anything there. I mean, the, the knowledge we gained was based on the extra lessons that we took outside the, the institution. But uh, it's it's also attracted me to great people, and I'm glad I went through those um, education. I went to a state university as well to study computer science, and then later on moved into the UK to take my academics further into the IT and educational sector. Were you very disruptive as a child? I was the senior prefect of my school. I was the head boy. So I was always the class captain. So I was quite, uh, you know, the top of my, of my game in my academics. And even at uni, I was a lecturer, student at the University University because I was just good at what I did. Fantastic. You were a teacher. Yeah. What inspired you to look into party entertainment? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I would say, and that brings me to that point that you raised earlier on, whether where my, my uh, gifting or talent or my inspiration came from. Honestly, I've always been an entertainer since I was quite young. Mm. I would gather children from the street, from my neighbors, we just gather my compound. I would just have a laugh. I would play different games, and uh, they they go. But what so, kind of games? Give us give I us mean, a sample, a flavor. Things like, for example, like um, because I I was into martial arts, hmm. you know. So uh, yeah, um, I, I would bring them in and then shoot them some moves, and then we'd make a fun out of it and and teach them how to do it, and then we would. You know, even do like different uh, chase me, uh, run around, you know, uh, compound games and stuff like that. So we had quite a bit of fun, you know, but it was just fun. I was just, I just like having fun and that's who I was really. Okay, so when you went into party entertainment, how did your friends react when you shared your vision to jump into this change of vocation? Um, did you get a lot of support for it? Did they say to you, hmm, you don't know what you're letting yourself in for? What, what was the, uh, the overwhelming advice that you were given? Um, with regards to that, because before I went full force into entertainment, which was around 2000, um, I, I, you know, I was doing a bit of it and also do my IT stuff on the side. So when I went into it and told my friends, oh, I think I'm going to take, give this a, a good go, I lost a few friends, if, ah. I, if I'm honest. <laughs> I lost a few. Because they were like, ah, la bella, things that's, that's for women, or ah, how can you be, you know, just, uh, that's very childish, you know, you're a big boy, you know, how could you be doing that? You know, and it, it was quite discouraging because I wasn't expecting that uh, from some of those people. 
But at the same time, I had fresh people who, who, who supported me, even though they didn't have much clue of what I was talking about. But they supported the vision. And um, I'm, I'm glad I ran with the vision because that's what has made me who I am today. What was your first gig like? Do you remember? Do you I even actually remember? remember my very first one. Um, and I'm going to use this platform to say a big thank you and shout out to uh, the woman who discovered the talent in me as a dad because um, this is um, uh, Pastor Shola um, Fowley. Um, uh, she, she invited me to just come and help um, organize a daughter's party. Mm. Then, you know. How old was she? She was 10. Okay. You know, she was 10. And uh, that was in 2000, thereabout. You know, and only because she saw me, because uh, like I said, I, I'm very, naturally children attract themselves to me. Mm. It's just a gift that I've always had since I was quite young. And she Are you kind me, of a pipe piper? Something like that. Okay. You know, it's just, I think it's more about your personality mm. and the way you can connect with people. And, and that was who I was. So I did that, you know, got them to play in the garden and they had fun. All of a sudden, all of friends were coming to me like, oh, hola Bella. You know, um, can we have your card? I was like, what, what card? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> you didn't have any marketing materials. I wasn't even, to me, that wasn't even work. I was just go having fun in the garden with, you know, my, 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 my auntie's kids, you know, and that was what it was, you know, but it, it was quite warm. And she came to me like, look, everybody's asking for my card that, you know, that was very good. I was like, yeah, we're just playing. You know. She went, no, no, that was good, you know. And she said, leave the rest with me. My next 10 gigs from that, she was the one that organized it. Got me and all her friends, got all her friends to use me. And then she, she's now my paid matron for my business now. So Pastor Shola Fawale, um, we want to say thank you for giving this wonderful gift a big boost. A big boost. Thank okay, you. so um, what is your project planning approach? How do you uh, uh, manage your events? Hmm, a uh, very, very good question. Um, I've got a very, very strict and set system. Uh, some of them I won't be able to share live because it's part of our trade secret. Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> the Olabella <laughs> recipe is out of bounds. Well, it's, it's ladies, what will it cost <laughs> us for for us to uh, secure some of these secrets? <laughs> no, but, but I would I would like to share a few that I think would help um, a lot of people. And the first um, thing is have a system and build on that system. Don't have too many different designs or you know, have a system that, that works and they keep building on it. You know, if something doesn't work, don't, you don't have to change the entire system. Just tweak that particular part that doesn't work and continue to tweak it, even if it's good, look for ways to make it better. And that's our umbrella approach. We use a, a lot of automated system within our booking, within our uh, marketing, within our, um, our, so hooking technology. Yeah, we we, we, we build we build on that. We we work a lot with Instagram. We work a lot with um, with uh, online marketing. We work a lot with 
um, networking with um, other businesses within the industry, mm. you know, and and that has been our greatest strength. Okay, so um, African businesses uh, or African-owned businesses in the UK um, are twice more likely to fail in the first five years than Asian-owned businesses. What have you learned in your extensive trading experience that causes obstacles for African businesses trying to succeed? Let's put the pandemic aside. Okay. Well, for me, uh, based on my very, very short 20 years of experience, I... 20 years is not short, sir. Ah, from people I've done longer. <laughs> <laughs> In one lifetime. You know. So, but um, I would say, first thing, we as black people, we do not maybe understand or take advantage of the power of networking. Mm. You know, um, that is what um, I think the Asians have as a, an advantage over the black community. Uh, when I say networking, I mean, like, for example, you start off a business and um, I want to key into what you do. Oftentimes, black people are with a mindset of, okay, let me do exactly what you're doing. Copycat syndrome. Yeah. But an Asian person will look at what you don't have mm -hmm. that I can add to your business. Mm -hmm. And then instead of now you working on your own, and they, the other person working by, by themselves, they now work together mm. and supply. So if a client comes to me yeah. um, and asks for uh, an umbrella package, I'll include what you do and I'll take the bigger, bigger mm. job. Same thing goes to you. If you get the job, mm. you know, oh, don't worry, we can do that as well. And then you bring me on board. So yeah. it's not about who takes the glory. It's about um, getting the job done. Yeah. And it's a biblical principle as well. Because mm. one can chase a thousand, but two can mm. chase 10,000, not 2,000. And that's what, you know, that's what we need to start looking at. How we can take advantage of power networking um, to create a bigger brand. We're going to come back to talk about um, uh, creating um, uh, brands, um, networking, creating umbrellas um, right after the break. We're going to go to a break now um, and right after um, we'll come back and dig more into this because I believe that there, there are a lot of our listeners who will be very, very interested in seeing how um, to generate um, resources and leads, the insights that you can share with us. Uh, you're listening to Real Life with Femi Bio. My guest today is Ola Bella, the brand himself, in the studio. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Add us, Add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. And keep your browser locked. Keep your browser locked. Hag Community Voice Radio. All the vibes, all the, all time. the time. Welcome back from uh, our break. Um, before the break, um, I was speaking to uh, my guest today, who is uh, Olabella. He's given us some fantastic insights. So, Olabella, you're welcome back to Real Life with Femi Biwayi. Thanks for having me, sir. On TAG Community Voice Radio. Okay, so you created an umbrella organization for vendors and you actively support the industry with insights, with resources and with leads. Haven't you got enough on your plate without worrying about uh, other businesses. What is the vision here? 
Uh, good question, sir. Um, the, 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 the group is called Vendors United Network UK, and um, what we do is we, we connect various vendors with like minds um, within the industry and just come and support each other into um, being able to take their visions further and also those that want to get into the industry to create a mentorship platform for them to guide them into uh, the industry. And um, with regards to the question of, uh, haven't I got enough on my plates? <laughs> you can never have enough on the plates to be a blessing to others. Thank you. You know, and, and um, that is what that platform surrounds. Everyone on there, I call them my, they're, they're my family, they're my vendor family. And that's how we see each other. We how many vendors are on that platform? At the moment, we, we, because we, we, it's not open to just anybody, it's, you've got to be referred mm -hmm. to join it because okay. um, you've got to share a certain mindset mm. um, to be a part of it. And like you highlighted before we went on break, you know, it, you know it's important for you to be able to, to understand what networking mm. is truly about. Please define um, networking from your perspective. From my perspective, uh, I believe networking is you being able to connect with people with like minds mm. to share a common goal. Okay, to pursue a common objective. That's it. Mm -hmm. and, um, and the objective in this case is? The objective in this case is to actually help or be a help or have a, a, a platform that you can... Um, I, I access free support. Okay. In, in, in Basically yeah. puts businesses on a sound footing to make the impact that they're looking for in their desired areas um, of, uh, of, 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 of expertise creativity, or creativity. creativity and and experience. Okay, and, so yeah. tell us what sort of um, um, uh, people are on your platform? We've got quite quite a range yeah. from decorators to caterers to entertainers painting and decorators or oh, it's got to be events <laughs> <laughs> if you can do painting and decorating within events then you're welcome Excellent. <laughs> you know but it's got to be events um, um orientated, orientated okay. and um uh, so cake makers cake makers wedding bed. planners yep, yep. um limo hire yep yep, uh, yep. comedians comedians yep. how many comedians have you got on your platform well, we've got quite a few i mean if i'm allowed to mention names i've got certainly, some, certainly. Some of the give time. them a shout out yeah i've got uh, mc ojb on there i've got mc mark on there wow in terms of decorators i've got balloon inspirations to grab bullet day on there yeah. so they're top people within the game you know we've got photographers mm. top photographers Photographers, um, uh, uh, you know, there's so many of them yeah. on there. But I'm quite fortunate because of the, our status mm. in the industry, mm. we have rubbed shoulders with yeah. great people mm. within events, and they've become, like I said, my family. Mm. So all I've done is just brought all my family together in the events industry for us to share minds and help each other. So let's talk about um, the pandemic. Sure. Now, you set up this umbrella uh, organization. Can you tell us, tell us what its name is again? Yeah, it's called Vendors United Network. Okay, and so how do we get onto this platform if we're in the industry? Oh, very good question. Um, well, it's quite easy if you want to. You can either send me um, a message or okay. send anybody that's already a member a message okay. um, that you would like to join in. And what they do is they will just check your profile or if they know you, 
they'll just recommend you to one of the admins and we add you or if they're not sure about you but you're new uh, we can just check out your social platform okay tell us where the um, the handles your social yeah so we're on Instagram are. if you go to Vend uh, Von UK uh, on Instagram it's there um, Von as in V-O-N V-U-N V-U-N Vendors United Network yep. alright so uh, Von UK we're on Instagram or if you just send me a message um, on Bell events on Instagram as well you put Ola Bella anywhere. And put Ola Bella anywhere on Google and you will find him. Or on Safari, isn't it? You will, you will find him. There are no two Ola Bella. The other one is a counterfeit. It's a counterfeit, right? Okay, great stuff. So let's talk about, let's still stay on the uh, vendor side of things because I feel this is particularly important. So the events industry has gone through a very, very hard time in the pandemic. Uh, events have been curtailed. Um, the opportunities to perform have been restricted uh, to digital and so on. What has been the impact on the mental health of entertainers and service providers in this sector? Um, with all humility, I would say it's been huge. Uh, and I'm saying that with all humility. Um, mm. What do I mean? Um, it was huge for me personally. Mm. It was huge for quite a few of my vendor friends. Mm. Um, and because we talk a lot, yeah. the platform allows us to communicate. And we, I mean, we talk every other day as well. So a lot of them have shared their concerns and their, you know, some of us went into a state of depression as well at the mm. early stages mm. of of the pandemic. Mm. Purely because you know we are, or some of us are, um, we've got quite a huge clientele following. Mm. So when that happened, a lot of refunds had to happen, mm. a lot of cancellations had to happen, a lot of us do it full time as well. So mm. that's loss of source of income, mm. and with no, we don't know when it's gonna end. You know, so it's it like was, an endless sea. Yeah, and it was really hard for a lot of hardship. Yeah, but the the good thing was the support network was there. You know, from the community, from the government, and um, because of the forum as well, people that found oh, there's a there's a uh, uh, what's it called sponsorship from the government going here. Follow this link. We're sharing links. We're sharing. Uh, support uh, platforms so people were able to um, find some footings okay so i must admit at this stage um that i am a a member of the forum myself <laughs> and so i can validate that this referrals this information this insights were regularly posted on the on the forum and um, you'll be very surprised that lots of people um who I responded, oh, I didn't know this was available, and so on and so forth. And so maybe that was a lifesaver. Wow. Um, did you have any opportunity to actually counsel anyone who was, or know of anyone who was close to um, suicide um, over the challenges? Yeah, I mean, I had two, two people. Yeah, no names, obviously. I, I, yeah, yeah, can't reveal it. But um, uh, first of all, I was quite humbled that they were, they they actually approached me like to talk about their concerns and their um, their fears and their thoughts 
um, because they just felt that it was the end for them you know not just because the funds were wasn't there but also because they had to close off are they still with us they are still here okay so what exactly did you say to them that caused them to turn from the edge back to hope and reality i mean because this is important for people listening some people are currently going through that process right now and this this would help someone I would say, I mean, the, the very first thing I made them realize is that they are not alone. Um, they are not alone in what they're going through. And, you know, there's people there and systems there that's ready and waiting to help them. If only they allow that help to be, you know, to, you know, to, to be accessed by them. And um, I, I, I just had to make them realize that, look, this pandemic, the situation they're going through, their challenges is only temporary. Mm. You know, so don't make a permanent decision based on a temporary situation. You know, and um, the key thing that also we had to do was created a support network around them mm. with other vendors that okay. share the same kind of feeling, but mm. have a stronger footing. Okay. So they were able to encourage them. Resilience. Like, yeah, that's it. Okay. And um, and now the, the businesses are back on track. You know, we connected them with the the uh, ba uh, bounce back loans with yeah. the grants. Mm -hmm. So they were able to also start off a different business now line now. You know, uh, which is very very successful. Excellent. You know, Excellent. So it's, it's, yeah. Well done. Look, that is really inspiring. You know. The Thorough African Group is um, w was established and has been around for decades now in Thorough, um, working to promote the interest of African communities in Thorough and to facilitate community cohesion within the wider Thorough community through the sort of things that you are doing, um, which is information sharing, community development and initiatives as well. So one of the initiatives is this radio station. You know, this Thorough African Group Community Voice ra um, Radio was set up specifically um, to help to give a voice, mm. you know, to people within the community. And we really encourage people within the community to take advantage of the facilities that are available here to make their voices heard. So that some of the things that Olabella has been sharing with us can actually turn around positively for their businesses, for their circumstances, for their education to generate and stimulate opportunities and rip away those barriers to progress. Great shout, sir. Great shout, sir. Now, honestly, I mean, if I can just jump in here, honestly, stepping into this um, studio today is, it's, I mean, it's quite encouraging. Encouraging to me personally and also to the um, to the industry that I represent, um, mm. and I'm glad that you know this platform is 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 is, is made available mm. to people like us, and I would encourage as many people who are listening as uh, uh, Sir Ebiwaya has rightly said, let's take advantage of this opportunity and get our voices heard. 
you are an inspiration. There's no doubt about it. You are uh, somebody who dreams big, believes big, and and really puts yourself out there. And um, I just, I, to be absolutely honest with you, it is a an honor and a privilege to have you in the studio, connecting with the audience, and being able to share this very very important um, um, insights with us now you've adopted your services during the COVID-19 and transformed yourself into a hero of entertainment with zoom tell my audience how you developed this service and where you got the strap line I'll leave that to you. So you tell us. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now, this is quite huge. And I'm glad you asked that question because this week happened to be my one year anniversary of doing the Zoom. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. And the inspiration actually stemmed from my five year old daughter last year. Wow, the mouth of babes and suckling. That's it. Mm. I'll tell you guys, I'll share with you. I mean, because uh, she was going to clock five. That was um, last year, beginning. And um, we've been planning. Ah, she's been telling me oh, two years ago, oh, I'm going to clock five. So we've been planning this thing hard and got a venue, we got everything set. And then the pandemic kicked in. Mm. You know, March, my daughter came to me. Well, that I might still have my party. I was like, okay, let's just see what will happen. Beginning of April, that am I going to have it? I just had to tell, look, because of the pandemic, everyone's locked down. You know, we can't have it. And all of a sudden, she said she understands. But why can't we do it virtually? Mm. I was like, what do you understand about virtually? You know, I, I, you know I, out of humor. I said, no, my friends can just connect with me online. And we can just... Um, play online and how old did you say she was she was gonna be five she wasn't even five yet she wasn't even five yet that is amazing when she said that my mind just exploded. paradigm shift you know and i was like look <laughs> this is possible and that was when i started looking at different platforms that we could use we decided to go with zoom then and said okay you know what? i'm gonna test it with her so we did i did all the the, the backdrops we did everything all the effects and by the time we did our party, everyone, well, most people on that platform had a great time. Mm. And from there, we had calls, look, the same way you did it for your daughter, do it for us. And 700 events down the line. We're still 700! Yes, we've done 700. Did things. you get paid for them? Every, every single one. <laughs> Fantastic. Every look, we're going to go to a break. Yeah. We're going to go to another <laughs> break now. And when we come back, we're going to... We're going to dig into what makes you Olabella, the irresistible entertainer. You'll be my friend. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Femi Ibiwoye. Discussing, discussing everyday life, career, challenges, opportunities, and faith. Tune in to Tag. Tune in to Tag. Community Voice Radio on Thursdays and Sundays at 5 p.m. Welcome back to Real Life with Femi Ibiwoye. My guest today is Olabella, the MC extraordinaire the inspiring motivator, the um, umbrella generator that keeps people uh, and businesses on track. So, Olabella, you're a man of faith. How do you recover from significant setbacks in the school of hard knocks? And I'm sure you must have had a few. 
Oh yes, sir. Um, and anyone in the industry <laughs> would have had a few, I believe. Or oh, in life, generally. Life, true, true, yeah. true. But uh, for me personally, um, from my own experiences, it's taught me a lot. I believe every experience is, is you know, or even bad experience is part of a process. A process that we learn from and move on, you know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need to have those hard knocks to channel our, our directions in the right way, if that makes sense. All right, so for me, I, I would say one of the things I, 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 I've learned and I'm put in place are, um, which I would like to share with you guys is make your terms and conditions very clear. Mm. You know, set, you know, you, you know, oh, we can do this or that. Make your terms so the clients know exactly what to expect of you and for you to know what to expect of the client make it plain make the vision make it plain and let them know of it i would also like to point out that um try and under pitch yourself and over deliver mm. you know that is my own expansion on that yeah for example mm. i under pitch my skill in what way in the way that okay for example you want me to come and mc mm -hmm. your event for instance and i'll let you know okay um i'm gonna do it for your contract is saying okay we're going to do it for four hours mm -hmm. but i'm going to do maybe six hours mm -hmm. i know i can do six hours mm -hmm. but if you tell them you're going to do six hours and then you do five hours or four hours then you are under delivering mm -hmm. if i say okay i'm going to when i'm saying i'm going to backflip i'm going to do back three backflips mm. and i go there and i do six backflips mm. that is me under pitching over delivering so always keep your clients a bit more Okay. You know, that if instead of doing less. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I understand that. So we were talking about difficulties. Um, did you have any difficult experiences in your childhood that really built a resilient streak into you that you thought to yourself, I will never be in this situation again. And we're talking about childhood. If you've not had those um, situations, then possibly in later life, something that really got you um, your back against the wall, that you decided, I won't be in this position again. And this, this may be one of the things that drives you on your focus for excellence and your journey towards perfection in all you do. Wow. Sorry, BYU, you have to ask that question, right? <laughs> oh my God. Um, We're just keeping it real. <laughs> okay, you know what? Um, I've never shared this ever. And I've never even asked that question before, you know, but it is, uh, um, it's quite deep. It's quite deep. Um, for me personally, yeah, I do have quite a few um, challenges growing up. I mean, um, I, I, I kind of like, I had to learn and grow up by myself, mm. you know, because my parents were always traveling, mm. you know, my, my mom was always traveling. I mean, they're fantastic people, mm. but they were not there. So I, I had to learn, I had to provide, I had to um, work and pay my way through school. At what age? Um, I started working from the age of 17, mm. you know, and um, when I was a uni, 
Was that in Nigeria? Or here? Nigeria. Okay, so that's pretty young for somebody in Nigeria, but not young for somebody yeah. in the UK. Yeah. Okay, so different cultures, yeah. different responses, and so, different challenges. Yeah, so I had to, I had to do that and um, and pave my way, and also um, I didn't have uh, the right guidance, or I just had to leave off friends and, and things like that, but. I knew that I was lucky mm. because if I'd been around the wrong circle of people uh, or exposed myself to things that were offered to me mm. by those some of the wrong people drugs drugs mm -hmm. drugs inclusive um, girls mm -hmm. um, robberies mm -hmm. and things like that that they wanted to do and like wanted to invite me to go mm. and there was no one to properly monitor my progress then. What was your um, what was your, um, your your center of focus in terms of your moral compass mm. at that time that prevented you from um, for, you know somebody said if you can't if you don't stand for something you will fall for, for anything. anything. Yeah. So what was it that you stood upon? Very simple, straight straightforward answer sir. It was God. That was it. Where did you I meet God? Very, I was very into church. I was um, very active at Fountain of Life Church there, okay. there in Nigeria. Um, mm. And very, very active in church. I was in the drama department there as well. I was in the choir department as well. Mm. You know, Who was your pastor? Uh, okay. Uh, it was, it was, I lost my, my pastor. She died, Pastor Bimbo. Bimbo Dukoya. Yeah. And um, but um, Pastor Wally, I didn't know that who came from Fountain of Life, didn't really? You? I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know. Well, he's done a lot of um, uh, ministrations there, yeah. um, because uh, I have some of his uh, materials. So, Pastor Bimbo Dukoya was very, very into young people, yes, she was. She was. So, what did you pick up from her? Um, I mean, she made us believe in ourselves mm. and that's one thing that I've held on to um, especially if you you know for those that understand how the mainland um, deprived areas of, of, of Nigeria you have to survive sometimes mm. you have to settle for less mm. but he made she preached you thinking outside the box mm. believing that God can help you yeah. in any situation and, and that, that to me mm. was huge okay so you are a likable handsome strong black man how do you manage to keep the ladies at bay and you're in the entertainment sector now you kind of alluded a little bit to it just kind of sugar coated it <laughs> in the last question but how do you manage to uh keep a focus away from the ladies in your line of work um i mean to be quite honest that's not a problem for me uh, in the sense that it's a problem for most men really for most men a human men generally have that hunter's instinct which is natural well uh, for me i i just like the 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 well i don't know what kind of mentality 
some men have, but mm. I keep all my female clients or vendor friends. They're my sisters. Mm. They're my family. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're there to support me and they're me to support them, me to help them or mm. or them helping me. Me mm. being a blessing to them and mm. them blessing me. Now, if you are not thinking of any other thought that is unholy, <laughs> then um, there is a problem there. And um, But I can understand that you know, there might be some desires, mm. you know, but you need to understand who you are. Right. Okay, so we're not talking, we're not necessarily talking about um, physical intimacy now. We're okay. just talking about the kind of attention that um, you, you will create within your fan base and also within people and within, how do you set boundaries? That's, that's what, what um, would be useful. Oh, I see. I mean, just be professional. That's it. You know, if you're professional... Professional is a big word. And it's a very, very wide blanket. <laughs> so, specifically, let's, let's, let's break it down into actions. Okay. I would say, first of all, for me, what's worked for me is, you know, within my industry, if I get a booking or get a client, mm-hmm. I probably will see them once. <laughs> you know, within and, and and that's it I move on to another client so mm. I don't really have that luxury of spending time mm. over and over so you don't get you don't get involved with people's stories or um, any it's just strictly business let's collect the cash we, and uh, well, let's deliver the service and let's get the recommendation yeah. and then let's move on Pretty much, but I'm not that mechanical. Obviously, you have to be have a very good customer service. Absolutely, you know. But also, it's all in terms or in the content of the kind of discussions yeah. you have with your with your clients. Yeah. People buy from people they like. That's it. You see, so it's not possible for, regardless of whether they're male or female, mm. to buy from you if they don't like you. So they make that connection with you. How do you define the boundaries? There's no boundaries okay. in, in that sense because I, I'm very, very open with my clients. Mm. Uh, even if they're not going to buy from me, I'm mm. very honest with them. Yeah. You know, like, guys, I, I would recommend you do this. I recommend you do that. Mm. You know, even if they're using our service, I think mm. this is what you should be looking at mm. because we give them honest, uh, honest opinion yeah. about it because to me, it's not all about money. Mm. What I do is not about money. Absolutely. It's about being able to give quality service to um, to people. Okay. How do you relax when you are not performing? If I'm not performing, so uh, do you ever relax? Uh, honestly, my my life, my work is my relaxation platform. If I'm honest with you, I enjoy what I do. <laughs> then it's not work. It's not work. It's not work. That is the truth. <laughs> you know, but you, I'm getting paid doing. I'm joking. I'm joking. It is work. It is serious <laughs> uh, work. It, it, well, it's like. It's like people, we're, we're creatives. Let me ask we're, you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So you're going on stage or you're going to perform. Yeah. What are the emotions that go through your, your mind and your body? Um, initially, oftentimes, I do get a bit of a butterfly. Even now? After, even after 20 years, sometimes okay. I do get a bit of... Why? Um, especially because I'm always reinventing myself. Yes. So when I'm trying new, because I try new things all the time. So every performance is the very first time that you will perform it exactly like this. So yeah. 
the butterflies come. It just comes yeah. like, okay, is it gonna work? Okay, I'm putting different context in my head, like, okay, uh, how am I gonna make it work? So my mind goes, but once I start, mm. everything just falls in place and I just fall into character and I just flow. Is this your God-given vocation or is this a one of your giftings? Uh, I think they're two in one, what you just said, because it's a gift from God. Yes. I, I, I didn't learn this. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to any school. Nobody actually walked me through this part. Mm -hmm. I just picked up on, on what was in me or who I was and just built on it. Okay, when you're not playing now, yeah. when you're not playing work, yeah. what do you spend your time on? Oh, very good. Um, if I'm not working or researching within the work <laughs> section, you know, I it's love, difficult to take you know, it's, it's, hard. Turn off. it's very, very hard because uh, uh, I would say I love spending time with my girls, with my, with my children. Okay. You know, how many girls have you? I've got three. Three girls. One for the father, one for the son, and one for the only girl. <laughs> <laughs> so me, I'm done now. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. You know, but uh, yeah, I love spending time with them. You know, and and, and that's my switch off mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but once I'm on, I'm, I'm thinking of ways to 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 be a blessing to others mm -hmm. through my gifting. Mm -hmm. What is the uh, name of your inspirational five-year-old? Oh, the Ellie. one, the one, the one who actually broke the 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 mold for your reinvention. Yes, uh, big shout out to my darling Eliora. Eliora is my she's six now. She clocked six this week. Congratulations! So happy birthday to you, Eliora. Um, happy birthday, Eliora, <laughs> from Tag Community Voice Radio. <laughs> Yeah, so she she's my inspiration. She's my handbag. She's my everything, really. Have you made a will? Oh, good question. No, I haven't. Okay. No, I haven't. If you had a bucket list, mm. what would you put in it? Hmm. Good question. I actually have a bucket list already. Hmm. I, I, I'll carry it around. You have a bucket list, but no will. No will, yeah. Okay, so you won't die, but if before you die, mm. you want to achieve yeah. certain things. Yeah. Okay, great stuff. So tell us about your bucket list. Ooh, okay. Um, part of my bucket list, uh, ooh, something that I can't share yet because it's part of my next project that and it's a division okay give us a few that yeah. you can share okay uh, I would say um, I I, I want to take the vision worldwide um, I want to I want to I want to already we we last work we're talking about <laughs> your personal personal things oh, it's, that it you is. just want to do but personal that's, personal things that you want to do uh, for you uh, for, Ola Bella, the brand. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your own personal things. Oh, yeah. okay. I want to bungee jump. Bunge, bungee jump. You won't catch me doing that. Oh, I'm still going to do it. Okay, fantastic. You know, um, I'm, I'm still just gathering the... the, the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh. To, to actually, you know, but it's something that I've always wanted to do. 
Okay. You know, it's it's it's. Uh, it, I just want to channel or tap into the peak of of that um, edge. Okay. And okay. hopefully, it may unlock another side of me mm. for me to take my personality to a whole new level. Wow! And on that fantastic note, we're going to go to a break, and when we come back, we'll come back for the final segment. The well-being of everyone is important to the Tag Community Voice Radio. We encourage everyone to join hands with the government of the United Kingdom in the fight against the coronavirus COVID-19. You can protect yourself from contracting coronavirus by washing your hands regularly, avoid crowded places, or wear face masks and maintain social distance. Tag Community Voice Radio believes we can reduce the likelihood of catching this deadly virus if we can all do our part. Together with the government, let us take responsibility to save lives. Welcome back to Real Life with Femi Bioy. My guest today has been fantastic. Ola Bella, the brand, the entertainer, the inspirational motivator, the mentor is in the studio. The Tag Thorough African Group Community Voice Radio uh, speaking to um, Femi Ibiwoye today, and it's a privilege to have you on this show. Hola, Bella. Great pleasure to be here, sir. Thank you so much for having me. So, we've talked about so many, many things, and um, it's for those who are just joining, um, the podcast will be available on all of our platforms um, and on Spotify. Um, Thorok African Group Community Voice Radio will be loaded sometime this week so you'll be able to uh, go back and listen to all the wonderful gems uh, that he's um, shared with us so far. Now, Ola Bella. Yes, sir. Would you like to give a shout out to anyone? Oh, yes, please. If you give me the opportunity. Um, first of all, I want to say a big shout out to my beautiful wife, uh, Adiron Ked Bella, and to my beautiful girls, Eliora Rose, uh, Phoebe Grace, and Jemima Bell Bella. I love you guys to the moon and back. Also, I want to do a shout out to my dear mentor and my bestest, dearest friend, Topia Day of Balloon Inspirations. Bro, thank you for having my back always and uh, also to my all my vendor family my von family vendors united network love you guys and you know i would do it this is von love love you guys thank you so much but also a very very special thank you i want to give to one of the visionaries of this tag uh thorough african group community voice radio who has really created a platform for people like us to be able to make impacts on a greater platform. Thank you so much, Councillor Buki Okwande. You are a treasure to us and we truly, truly appreciate you, Ma. God bless you. Fantastic. Thank you very much for, uh, for that wonderful shout out. So today is a poignant um, day in the life of this nation. As the country waves goodbye to His Royal Highness, the Duke of Edinburgh, the Prince Philip, can you give an MC's tribute to his life of service and condolences to Her Royal, Royal Majesty, the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II? Sure. On behalf of the entire entertainment and event industry within the black community worldwide, I would like to extend our condolences 
to the Queen in honor of one of the most and greatest hardworking yet humble royalty this country has ever been graced with. And uh, it will definitely be surely missed. Uh, that's uh, His Royal Highness Prince Philip. May so rest in peace. Amen. Amen. So, Ola, who is your mentor? Very simple. I've only I've got quite a few mentors, but my key mentor, especially within the events industry, who has also become one of my dearest friends, is Tokwe Abulude of Balloon Inspirations. Give him a shout out. Yeah. Again. Again. Okay. Okay. Yeah, bros T. You know how we do it. It's the best of nothing. That's how we represent. I want to say thank you to you, sir, for being such a great blessing to me and my industry. You are. Uh, I, I don't even know words to represent you. I'm not. I'm not just the only one. There's a lot of us within the event industry that look up to you. Stir, stay true to who you are, stay, stay, stay humble, and uh, we love you so much. God bless you, brother. I have actually sat with um, Topo. Topo is one of my very, 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 very dear friends. Wow. wow. I have sat with him um, for an interview, and if you have an opportunity um, to listen to the podcast, he had tremendous insights wow. and um, I can see why he's your mentor <laughs> okay so as we begin to pull the strands together and we are bringing this to a close what do you think um, uh, people within the community what should their response be um, to trying to get their voices heard I mean uh it's it's i mean a lot of people want to get their verses heard but they don't know where to go to mm -hmm. and that's some of the greatest challenge also um some of the platforms that they're trying to share their voices are the wrong kind of platform because it's going to be exposing them to the wrong circle of people exploitation exactly uh, safeguarding so, issues uh, safeguarding well. issues yeah so i think it's it's worth um, first of all, knowing how to package your voice, mm -hmm. you know, because your message has got to be properly packaged mm -hmm. before you can actually deliver it right, you mm -hmm. know, and also get in touch with the right kind of platform, because once your 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 voice is heard, once you're known, uh, people will, will resonate that voice, mm -hmm. and hopefully the right person will hear it and act upon it. Okay, okay. So, any final thoughts? Cool. Final thoughts. I would say, guys, please don't ever let anyone tell you you cannot do it. Don't. You know, because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And I'm going to leave on that note. Thank you very, 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 very much. Hola, Bella. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it from the man himself. Um, We've had a fantastic time. We've spoken about his life. We've talked, spoken about his inspiration. We've looked at the School of Hard Knocks. We've looked at African businesses, why uh, some of them fail within the first five years compared with Asian businesses. Uh, we've looked at the umbrella uh, organization that he created. We've looked at the Zoom response. We've looked at his ideas about dealing with the pandemic we've looked at mental health what haven't we spoken about today 
It is important that if you have an opportunity, you listen to this podcast. Um, Until the next time when we come back your way again on Real Life with Femi Biwoye, it has been a pleasure uh, to have you in our audience.
24-7. Tag Community Voice Radio. Radio. The radio station for Third Rock's BAME community. Subscribe, listen live, and download our app from the Apple and Play Store. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked.